get started this morning, I just wanted to take a second again to thank all of our musicians that we've had over the last eight weeks. We've been doing this for about eight weeks now, these online sermons, and uh, uh, praise the Lord that we've had music to listen to. Uh, we're going to have more coming up in the next few weeks, Lord willing, uh, but a special thanks to all the men and the women that's helped provide the music for us. Uh, Macy Freeman, our pianist. Murray Reynolds has played the guitar for us on several songs. Ernest Herndon has played the dobro. He's played the banjo. And so praise the Lord that we've had some different instruments. And uh, thanks again to all of you who have provided that for us. So sit back and enjoy some of this music this morning. And I'll see you in just a moment.
Good morning and welcome. I'm glad you can join us this morning as we continue to go through God's Word. Uh, we are continuing to go online at least for another couple of weeks as this coronavirus hopefully is going to die down soon and we'll be able to get back going strong. Uh, but until that time comes, we're going to continue to uh, keep posting these sermons online. Uh, I'm glad you've been able to join us, those of you who've watched every week. And we're going to be continuing on this week in the Psalms. We've been looking at some of these Psalms over the last several weeks. And we're going to pick up tonight in Psalm 39, right where we left off. Uh, we last covered Psalm 38, so we'll be in Psalm 39. If you want to turn, it's a short psalm, uh, probably going to be a short message today, only a few verses. But this is a good, a, a good psalm for us to look at and uh, gives us some good things to consider this morning. So, Psalm 39. Psalm 39, we'll start in verse 1. Let's pray, and then we'll jump in. Father God, we come to you now, and I thank you for these words. And I pray that you just would hide me behind the cross as I preach and teach. I pray that you'd be glorified. I pray that you would help the Holy Spirit to reveal things in our life that we need to hear, that we would get strength from your word if we need it, and correction from your word if we need it, whatever it may be that's going on in our lives, dear Lord. You know our hearts, and I pray that you would help your words to speak to our heart and help us to tuck them away in our heart so that we can grow in them and learn from them. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 39, verse 1. For the choir director, for Jedithun, a Davidic psalm, I said, I will guard my way so that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle as long as the wicked are in my presence. I was speechless and quiet. I kept silent even from speaking good, and my pain intensified. My heart grew hot within me. As I mused, a fire burned. I spoke with my tongue. Now, Psalm 39 is a psalm of David. Now, we see that in what's called a superscription. Right there before verse 1, you'll see that. And several of the psalms have a little, have a little sentence or, or, or a few words at the beginning kind of describing maybe who they were to or what they were for or, or at what time frame they were written. And these psalms were really meant to be sung. They were meant to be uh, hymns that would have probably been sung by a group of people, uh, similar to what we do when we gather in church and we sings, sing hymns. And this one here would have been written by David, and it says that it was for the choir director for Jedithun. Now, you can read more about Jedithun in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, but it would appear as though he was some type of musician for David. He was some type of choir director. He was someone who was over music, and so it sounds as though this was written by David for him. Now, this would have probably been written after these events had taken place, after he had been delivered, or maybe he had written them in the time, but later on is when they would have been given to Jedithun so that uh, people could sing along with, with these words. People could praise the Lord through David's experience. Uh, and that's what we're doing today. We may not be singing along, but we are praising the Lord and growing in him through David's experience because our experiences may be similar to David's experiences. Uh, no doubt if you've ever read through the Psalms, you can probably relate with some of the ways that David has uh, felt in these Psalms. Maybe in the last couple of weeks in Psalm 37 and 38 as David was in a really difficult place because of his sin and he was uh, really struggling. He was in a lot of pain physically and uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, everything was, was really coming down on him and he still trusted in the Lord. But he was really struggling with some stuff in his life. And we can relate to David because we struggle with things in our life. And this psalm here kind of picks up 
uh, at least in the same theme of, as to what 37 and 38 did. And it's possible that maybe all of these, of course, were uh, written together. <clears throat> but he says in verse 1, I will guard my ways so that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle. Now, David is saying, look, I'm not even going to speak. In my situation, the way things are going, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Now, that may be good advice for you and I, too, because there are many times in life that it may be better for us to keep our mouths shut than to open our mouths up. Even if we're not in a situation like David where we're uh, in trouble or maybe being punished because of uh, something we've done or living in consequences of what we've done, we might not be in that situation as David was, as we've seen in the last couple of chapters. But even still, there are times in our life that it may behoove us to keep our mouth shut. That's what David did here. And that may remind us even of Jesus Christ as he had went through the mock trial and was going before Pilate and all the, the Sanhedrin and everybody was asking him questions. He, his, his words were very few. Uh, he didn't say much in that time. And maybe we uh, are reminded of that when we see uh, what David says here, that he kept his mouth shut and all that was going on. We also see some good verses in the Proverbs. If you uh, watched from Wednesday night when we talked about uh, not being foolish but being wise, the proverb speaks about not opening our mouth uh, too much either and not speaking when we shouldn't. Uh, a couple of good Proverbs. Uh, proverbs twenty-one twenty-three says, the one who guards his mouth and, and tongue keeps himself out of trouble. And then in uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty-eight, he says, even a fool is considered wise when he keeps silent, discerning when he seals his lips. So if we want to stay out of trouble, a good place to start is to not open our mouth. There are some times that it's better for us just to be quiet, not say anything. And in those times, we may find that we keep ourselves out of trouble, that if we were to open our mouth, we would get ourselves into that trouble. David says here he's just keeping his mouth closed. He doesn't probably know what to do. He's He's suffering if, if this indeed did take place in the same time as uh, Psalm 37 and 38. He's going through a lot. He just don't know what else to do. He knows that he sinned against the Lord. We saw that in Psalm 38. Uh, and so now he says, look, I've got to a point where I'm just going to keep silent. And that's what we see in the first two verses. But then by the time we get to verse 3, he finally just has to open his mouth up. He has to speak. And he says that uh, at the end of verse 3, I spoke with my tongue. So he started off being silent before the Lord. But then in verse 4, we see what he says as he opens up. Lord, reveal to me the end of my life and the number of my days. Let me know how short-lived I am. You indeed have made my days short in length, and my lifespan as nothing in your sight. Yes, every mortal man is only a vapor, Selah. Certainly, man walks about like a mere shadow. Indeed, they frantically rush around in vain, gathering possessions, without knowing who will get them. Now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. So when David finally does speak, he speaks about knowing that his life is short. He recognizes something that you and I need to recognize. Our life is short, even if our life is good. Even if our life is blessed, even if we live a healthy life, if we live a life where we're provided for and things are taken care of, even if our life is not that bad, our life on this earth will one day come to an end. And David realized that truth. He realized that 
his life is short. And he, and he closes here in the last verse in verse saying by saying, God, my hope is in you. Even in the midst of all he was going through, the pain he was experiencing, he still kept his hope in the Lord and he knew that his days were short. He knew that his days were numbered and we need to recognize that truth because we only have a limited amount of time in our life to do the right thing. We only have a limited amount of time in this life to trust the Lord, to seek the Lord, to follow the Lord. The question we have to answer is what are we doing with the time that we have? Are we wasting that time away? Because so many times I see people, and not always in a negative sense, but they'll say something like, boy, there were so many things that I wanted to do in life, and now I've, I've aged, and before I know it, overnight, I'm not able to do the things that I wanted to do, the things I could have done, the things I should have done. Now, sometimes those things are fun things, vacations or trips maybe that people wish they would have gone on. But other times, they may be more significant things, ways that, that, that people could could pour into somebody else, could help somebody else, could love somebody else, could be there for somebody else. Things that we could do, good things, loving things, godly things that God wants of us that we don't do. That we say, oh, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to live my life the way I want to now, but one day I'm going to slow down and then I'm going to do the right thing. Then I'm going to do what God wants me to do. But the problem is, is that our lives go by so quickly and our lives are limited and one day we wake up and we've missed the opportunities that God has placed in our life for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. Before we know it, those years have added up and we've missed opportunity after opportunity. We've had chances to serve the Lord. We've had chances to do the right thing. But we've lived our life the way we've wanted to too many times. And we miss the opportunities that God puts before us. But we need to realize that what we do on this earth is insignificant if we're not doing it for God. If we're not doing it to build his kingdom, we're not really doing anything because our lives will be gone one day. And you need to hear that today. Your life on this earth will be gone one day. So I ask you the question, what are you doing with your life? Are you doing things that are significant? Are you doing things to bring glory to the Lord? Are you doing things to help other people? Are you living for you? Are you shoving God in the corner and, and, and not taking advantage of things that maybe God wants you to take advantage of for his kingdom? To bring glory to him, to serve him, to live for him? Our lives are short. And we don't have a guarantee as to how long our lives will be. And David realized that, boy, he was in a bad place. He, he, he felt like, as we read along... That death was upon him, that his days were drawing near, and he knew his days were drawing near. But he also knew there was no one else or nothing else he could call upon other than the name of the Lord. So he says, look, God, I know my days are short, but God, I put my hope in you. Now, you may have a lot of days left. You may only have a few days left. Only the Lord knows that. But I hope you put your hope in the Lord today. Oftentimes it takes us getting to a place just like David is here in this passage for us to really call out to the Lord. But I hope that you call out to the Lord. I hope you put your trust in him while you're young and while you've got years of your life ahead of you. And if you have put your hope in him and you are following him, well, if you do got years in your life ahead of you, what are you going to do with those years? What's going to be your legacy? 
What are people going to remember you by? Are they going to remember you for being wealthy, for being athletic, for, uh, for having a big fancy home? Are they going to remember you for any of those things? Well, maybe. The people who were alive when you were alive will remember you for those things, but once they're dead and gone, well, so will you be. But if you really, if you really pour into people, if you really tell people about the Lord, if you really disciple people and help them to grow in the Lord, and they pour into other people, and they pour into other people, no, those people that are ultimately may be reached through the person that you reached. They may never know your name, but I'm telling you, that's a lasting legacy. A legacy that'll be eternal. Something that can't be taken away from you. But too many times we waste our years. And we get to the end of our life, like David, at least he felt as he was the end of his life. And we get to the end of our life and we know, boy, these days have been short. What have I done with my life? I suspect we'll all ask that question as we're on our deathbed, as if we know that our time is drawing near. I suspect probably everybody asks that question. Well, what have I done with my life? Well, you can determine the answer to that right now. You can determine the answer to that today and tomorrow and every day that comes after that you're on this earth. You can determine the answer to that question. You can know right now what the answer to that question is going to be based on what you do today. Boy, what have I done with my life? Well, I don't know. Maybe you're asking that question right now and you say, I hadn't done anything up to this point. Boy, I've really blown it. Boy, I really hadn't done what I should do and what I could do. Well, you can't change the rest, the past in your life. You can't change all those things. But you can change today and you can change tomorrow. And you can change the days that follow. So when that day comes that you ask the question, what have I done with my life? You can answer that question with an answer you're proud of. I've served the Lord. I've loved the Lord. I've loved other people. I've served other people. I've done all I could do to be good to people. I've done all I could do to do everything God has called me to do. And that's the answer that we want to give, right? That's the answer that when we ask that question, when we know our time is short, what have I done with my life? That's the answer you want to be able to give. And good news, you're in control of whether or not you can give that answer or not. Because you control the choices you make and the things that you do. You control whether you're going to live for the Lord or whether you're going to live for the world. David knew that his days are short, and I want to tell you that my days and your days are short too. How short? I don't know. But ever how short our days are, we want to fill those days doing things that we can be proud of, not things that we'll regret. David put his hope in the Lord. Even though things were tough, even though he felt like his days were short, he put his hope in the Lord. And we need to follow David's example. Verse 8, or excuse me, verse 8. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the taunt of fools. I am speechless. I do not open my mouth because of what you have done. Remove your torment from me. I fade away because of the force of your hand. You discipline a man with punishment for sin, consuming like a moth what is precious to him. Every man is only a vapor. Selah. Hear my prayer, Lord, and listen to my cry for help. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a foreigner residing with you, a temporary resident like all my fathers. 
Turn your angry gaze from me so that I may be cheered up before I die and am gone. Now, David's situation was difficult, but even still, he's asking the Lord to deliver him. And he says here at the end, he says, look, I'm a foreigner with you, a temporary resident like my father's. David knew that his eternal residence was not going to be in this life. He was only going to be here for a little while. His eternal residence was going to be with the Lord because he trusted the Lord, because he put his hope in the Lord. But even still, he wanted peace. Even if his life was coming to an end, even if he, he believed there was no way he was going to get out of this and get through this situation, he still trusted the Lord and he said, Look, turn your angry gaze from me that I may be cheered up before I'm dead and gone. Now, even though he said, Look, my days may be numbered, but God, let me live these days in peace. God, I know I've sinned against you, but God, I pray that you deliver me. Now, I don't know how long it was after this psalm was written that David died. This psalm, as I mentioned earlier, was probably written earlier in David's life, and it would have been many years before he died. But this may be the same thing that many people in our world have said. As they're on their deathbed, they may look back at their life, and they may see the things that they've done, and they may recognize the sin that they've committed and they may say, God, I see my situation is bad, and I know my days are short, but God, give me the peace of knowing that I've been forgiven through you. And we are forgiven. We're forgiven through Jesus Christ. God will forgive us of our sins, even if it's on our deathbed. If our heart is opened, if our eyes are opened, if we see the light and we realize that we are sinful, even though we may not be made well physically, God will make us well spiritually. And David said, look, God, even though my days may be short, God, just turn your anger from me and, and restore peace to my life. Now, there may be some of you watching this today. I don't know who is. I don't know how old you are, how young you are. I don't know if you're in great health or you're in bad health. There may be some of you watching this today and you may look at your life and say, boy, I don't have much time left. And maybe you look back at your life and say, boy, I've really sinned. I wish I would have done better. I wish I would have made better choices. I wish I would have trusted the Lord and listened to him. I wish I would have done this and I wish I would have done that and I wish and I wish and I wish. And we can get caught up in wishing we would have done better and it can really get us in a deep, dark place. It can really get us in depression and really make us feel ashamed of the things that we may have done or the time that we may have wasted. And the truth is, we may have wasted time, and we may have wasted opportunity, and we may have not been following the Lord when we should have been. But I want to tell you, if you repent of your sins, if you come to the Lord, if you seek Him, if you ask for forgiveness, I want to tell you that God will forgive you. Just as David cried out in verse 13, Turn your anger gaze from me so that I may be cheered up before I die and am gone. Those may be the same words that we need to utter some of us today. If you're one who believes that your death may be close, that your days may be numbered, then that may be the prayer that you need to pray. Maybe you need to acknowledge your sins and say, God, I wish I would have done better, but I didn't. But God, I ask that you forgive me. Through Jesus Christ, I trust him and I follow him. And Lord, I pray that you give me peace. 
God, I can't change the past, but I pray that you give me a future with you. And God will hear that prayer. If it comes from the heart, God will hear that prayer and God will forgive your sins today. Now, there may be others watching this and you may be young and you may have a lifetime ahead of you. And I want to encourage you to make the most of the days that are ahead of you. There are going to be days that are wasted. There are going to be days that you wish you would have done something better. But I encourage you to try to make those days few and far between. I encourage you to try to live your life so that when you get to the end of your life and you say, boy, what have I done with my life? You can answer that with peace and assurance and say, I've done everything I can to serve the Lord. That's the answer that we want to give. That's the answer that we want to hear when we stand before the Lord and God looks at us and God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. I hope you're living for the Lord today. I hope you know your days are short. I hope you know that you have an opportunity to make the most of those days. And I hope you make the most of those days by serving the Lord and living for Him. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning. I thank you for these good words. And I pray that you just bless them, God. I pray that we would listen to what David says, the truth of his words, knowing that God, our days are short, our days are numbered, and we don't know how many days we have, but God, we want to do the best we can to live for you in those days. God, if there's somebody that's listening to this and they feel like and know that their days are short, God, I pray that they would call out to you. God, I don't know what they've done in the past, but you do, and the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient to cover it. And so God, I pray that if there's one that regrets things in their life, God, they can't change it, but I pray that they would come to you today knowing that they can be forgiven of. And God, I pray for those of us who may be younger. God, I don't know how many years I have. Maybe I don't have tomorrow. Maybe I have another 60 years. I don't know, dear Lord, but I pray ever how much time I have and everybody else that's watching this, even those of us that may feel like we're young and got a long time, God, I pray that we'd make the most of that time. God, that we would all end our life and not look back at it in regret, but looking back at it knowing that we did all we could for you. God, I pray just as David put his hope in, in you, I pray that we put our hope in you, Lord. I pray that we would trust in Jesus Christ and follow him and know that he's the only hope we have for forgiveness and deliverance. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.